This is the 99X podcast. Tune in to RTN Tech Sessions every Thursday for practical approaches and solutions to all things tech. Welcome, uh, dear listeners. So, uh, this is 99X uh, podcast series. So, um, from this uh, um, podcast, we are going to start a new uh, series of talks about uh, a very famous uh, front-end library, that is React. So, um, we are going to talk about a bit of um, things around React and how we started, then uh, how you can start a project using React and uh, the uh, opportunities that you have with React and the um, advantages also with the same. So uh, with me today, we have uh, Isuru Vikram Singh that uh, was working with me as a peer in my project. And uh, we are going to talk about a bit of an introduction first on to React. So, uh, Afterward, we will come back to more detailed sessions, uh, series uh, talks about that, uh, discussing a bit of uh, things on uh, um, the approaches, different approaches that you have to take on when you are starting a project in React uh, library as a front end. And also a um, bit of things on uh, best practices and the classifications and all these as well when we move on. Yeah, so um, uh, before starting, I think it's better we uh, get an, an introduction about ourselves. So this is Chintaka, uh, Chintaka Dasanayaka. I'm uh, working as an uh, associate technical architect in 9NX and been there for like almost nine years now. And um, I'm uh, work with uh, different uh, projects uh, as a developer, um, starting as a web developer as well as uh, backend. But mostly worked with most of the uh, latest uh, front-end uh, frameworks and libraries over the time. So um, with me, as I said, uh, we have Isuru Vikram Singh. So Isuru, would you like to introduce yourself also a bit for our dear listeners so they also know us better? Isuru, over to you. Yeah, uh, before we start, uh, let me brief about myself. I have been working in 99X for two years as an associate tech lead. As Chintaka said, uh, we work in the same project. Uh, that project is uh, mainly focused on web services. As technologies, we use uh, React.NET Core and Azure. I have around six years industry experience. And I am having most experience with uh, .NET uh, related technologies and front-end frameworks yeah thank you so, so uh, like okay since we are going to talk about react library so uh, let's uh, start with some bit of um, the story uh, around react library so we know that it started somewhere uh, in the history and uh, it was kind of uh, an hype uh, when it came into the uh, seen in the uh, history. So, um, Isuru, would you like to start talking about uh, the history, a uh, bit of background about React, how it started and uh, where it started and what is the story behind that, right? Um, shall we talk about a bit of history, Isuru? Yes, Jindakai. It is nicer to know the history of our technology when you use it. Uh, React was born in uh, Facebook in 2011. Chindaka, now when we use Facebook, it seems pretty fast, right? And we can see so many cool pages on it. But when we go 10 years back, uh, things were a little bit different. Facebook also had some performance issues. And uh, all of us know Facebook had a rapid development those years. As Facebook got bigger, 
the number of features increase the number of programmers working in the product increase so code base got larger having this kind of growth rate uh, it was very difficult to maintain the code base so when we develop an enterprise level application also when we add more features to our application sometimes uh, we also ha uh, have to face some performance issues right sometimes to overcome these issues uh, we do some refactoring we do some caching so we uh, have to find some solution so facebook also had to find some solution to overcome these performance issues so as a solution to this uh, jordan woke a software engineer in facebook uh, came up with this prototype called faxjs and actually those days uh, it was named as reactjs and uh, john woke is the guy actually introduced this uh, virtual dom concept uh, he was influenced by this library xhp uh, component uh, based html library for php and uh, react was initially used in uh, newspeed of the facebook uh, later on in 2012 uh, react was used in instagram the important thing is uh, facebook decided to make react library as open source in 2013 and it was initially re released as uh, version 0 0.3 uh, after uh, making this library open source it uh, evolved pretty much and so many cool features were added to react and many big companies like airbnb netflix started use react and chintaka um, i can remember some of the major releases in react uh, as i remember in uh, version 0 0.13 uh, react released with this uh, es6 class support and in version 0.14 it was actually major release because react library is split into two packages react and react dom uh, after version 0.14 uh, react changed its uh, versioning pattern after version 0.14 react was released as version 15 and uh, in react version 16.8 uh, actually it was a huge uh, release because they gave this uh, React hook support. Before React hooks, uh, we use these uh, classes to create components. So we have to write much code to manage this state. But after introducing uh, React hooks, now we can create components as functions. So less amount of code now we can manage this state. Uh, so like there are so many cool features to discuss about React. So I think we can uh, discuss about these features later in our session. Yeah, yeah. Like I think. Yeah, I think Kisru, when you said like uh, that uh, 2013 that they came into uh, open source arena, right, uh, as a library in React, right? Yeah. So, so I think uh, by that time, I think that was uh, uh, in the hype. It was like Angular JS. Is it correct? Like, if I am not mistaken, I think it was Angular JS uh, by the time 2012-13 was in uh, trending uh, in the market, right, in front end. Uh, because AngularJS was kind of a framework, or rather a library. Uh, it was AngularJS also in the competing uh, other side, right? Is it? Uh, yes, in the, uh, those days, AngularJS is actually the framework because mm -hmm. most of companies, most of developers had so much interest in AngularJS. But uh, later on, when AngularJS had some performance issues because in yeah. enterprise level applications uh, we couldn't use angular js so when react come to the play 
things were changed, right? Yes. Yeah, because I think um, AngularJS, it had, uh, even though it came as a framework, like uh, with all in one, a lot of things, but I think uh, they, 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 I think uh, they introduced this uh, two-way binding thing also, like how to use two-way bindings, I think. Um, I think before that, it was like uh, knockout JS also, knockout also they are in some uh, projects like if, um, if you can remember like knockout also kind of a thing that uh, was in the arena but i remember that when 2013 when uh, the facebook declared this react as library as a open source uh, stuff so it was kind of a hype and since it was facebook i think they were backed by that uh, popularity also right because facebook is a famous uh, social media platform right exactly those days, JavaScript frameworks yeah. like AngularJS, JS were famous in the community. But uh, now we can't see most of the developers use these frameworks. But uh, still, uh, React is one of the most popular frameworks in the community, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so now we know a bit of uh, um, history, like um, the timeline. Like we talked about AngularJS, uh, and um, we know that it is then it comes uh, angular io that is angular 2 and they came up with angular 2 it is something different but we'll talk about that later in comparison but but anyways uh, this react so uh, <clears throat> so say like uh, if someone is going to start a front-end project uh, or someone going to implement some uh, front-end project uh, from the scratch so uh, what are the uh, like uh, <clears throat> opportunities that they have and also uh, why why uh, a person, uh, a developer, a conventional developer has to use React um, in place instead of other libraries, uh, any other frameworks? So how can we explain it, Isuru? Like uh, why someone uh, should start using React as the front-end library? Just in the, uh, let me start by saying uh, ReactJS is the most popular JavaScript library for developing user interfaces. Uh, when we develop an enterprise-level application, uh, it is very important to think about performance, core reusability, uh, and the future improvement. So there are so many things to consider. I think uh, ReactJS is one of the best solutions for develop that kind of application. Uh, when we uh, see a typical web page, we can see so many components on it, right? We can see navbar, sidebar, footer, main area, and so many components. So React has uh, taken this concept of splitting web pages into components, and uh, React allows us to create these components. So actually, uh, components are the basic building blocks of React. And uh, in simple words, I can say component is a function that takes some input and return a UI element. Uh, in a React component, we can see both HTML and code. But uh, in normal front-end related projects, uh, normal, normally we create separate files for HTML and JavaScript. But when it comes to React, uh, things are a little bit different. Uh, because in uh, React project, we don't create separate HTML files because uh, we use uh, this JSX syntax in React. Uh, using this JSX syntax, uh, uh, we can combine HTML and code in the same files in the case. So, and the, another interesting thing is like in React, how the 
domain manipulation is yes yes that's correct like uh, since uh, you stopped by this domain manipulation so i think your listeners uh, dom is actually document object model like uh, as uh, conventional uh, developers front end developers we know that that the most hectic job is that how you manipulate your dom in your front end like dom is a restructure the uh, structuring your elements on the page like starting from the top body tags and then you have different elements text boxes maybe select boxes the html input text image tags all these things comes into play the dom so i can remember even like uh, by the time when um, this jquery came into place like um, as i know it was created by two th- by the time 2005 or 6 and uh, the idea behind jquery also was uh, to simplify the dom manipulation so so their main focus was also uh, how to manipulate dom quite efficiently with lesser number of code simply what we love that uh, the idea of uh, less number of lines that's what we love right so and uh, that was their jquery idea so but i think jquery also had uh, diminished over the Uh, yes i think it uh, lasted only for like 10 years or something but it was a long period right uh, no argument about that as well but the, how they started this as clearly dom manipulation so i think dom manipulation is kind of a key role when you are um, deciding on a library uh, for your front end as well as if it is a framework you are going to use adapt dom manipulation is kind of a thing that you have to focus mainly so um, it's also a very hectic thing and also it affects performance as this rule also started to talk like uh, it will affect definitely for the uh, performance how you manipulate if you have manipulate it effectively or whether are you uh, <coughs> doing lot of uh, extra cycles so that the uh, re-rendering or repainting as we say it in uh, normal um, uh, front-end development uh, words so uh, can affect your performance of your web portal right so so i think mr uh, this uh, react it has a separate uh, specific way to handle the dom right um, i heard uh, something like virtual dom so that is virtual dom so virtual document object model so mr would you like to explain it a bit for our listeners so um, what is this virtual dom well first uh, let me explain how normal uh, javascript frameworks handle this dom manipulation and i can say this uh, dom manipulation is the core of modern interactive web pages as an example let's think uh, a dashboard that updates in real time uh, we can see chart updates we can see notifications we can see color changes so there are so many uh, things that change in real time but the problem is uh, this dom manipulation is uh, very expensive uh, let me explain why as an example let's think uh, we want to update the uh, first item of a list uh, that contains 10 items most javascript frameworks update the entire list uh, just to update the first item that's uh, 10 times more work than necessary and uh, most modern web pages have huge dom structures so this dom manipulation hugely affects the load time of a web page but when we come to react uh, react handles uh, things in a different way react uses this uh, virtual dom concept virtual dom is a uh, lightweight copy of uh, actual dom and because of this uh, virtual dom react is super fast uh, let me explain how react uh, 
handle this uh, DOM manipulation using this virtual DOM. Uh, when the JSX element renders, uh, React updates all the objects in the virtual DOM. Uh, now, uh, you may think this is also very inefficient, but when comparing to uh, updating the actual DOM, this is super fast. Once the virtual DOM has updated, uh, React compares the virtual DOM uh, with the virtual DOM snapshot uh, that taken before the update. Uh, by comparing the new virtual DOM and the pre-updated virtual DOM, React identifies what are the exact uh, virtual DOM objects have been changed. Uh, once React knows uh, which virtual uh, DOM objects have been changed, React updates those objects only in the actual DOM. Actually, this is how Re React uses this virtual DOM for uh, doing the DOM manipulation. And that is pretty cool, isn't it? Yes, yes. Correct. I think you you uh, touched the point uh, clearly. Like uh, I know that uh, React it has its own uh, diffing algorithm. That is what we call it, right? Diffing. Um, the uh, diffing uh, that is different. Diff that they are trying to identify what is the exact difference from the actual DOM. So um, as I know also, like it it's actually um, creating uh, virtual DOMs for each and every changes, and it's again a tree and multiple trees, and they. Continuously, they do this uh, diffing. That is, uh, they they calculate the difference actually in between, and they keep it in an algorithm. I think that's their secret behind, right? So they have uh, this uh, more much efficient algorithm developed within their site in their ecosystem that they diff the things and they keep a full snapshot of exact difference, and they finally update which nodes, which which things that they need to exactly update it, so that by that i think they are achieving much performance right um yeah it's good to know that virtual dom is uh, something key thing that you have to identify when you are using react then then it's sort of like um, i know so the performance is a fact and as we know it's again like if you are a web developer um, sometimes you tend to uh, think about how easy is it for me to uh, uh, learn this new library or framework to adapt it to my existing project to port my existing project to some other uh, platform and uh, maybe you can think you may think how easy is it to maintain and maybe um, how easy is it to learn by myself if something if if a library or framework has a, a big learning curve i think more chances that the developers will not like to learn it and adapt it for their new project Right, so those are some decisive uh, like points when you are thinking about a new uh, project uh, spinning up. Right, so so um, I know. Let's forget about Angular JS, but Angular too. So that's what code named. Uh, maybe it started in 2015-16. Is true? I cannot exactly remember. Um, Angular too. Um, how, how do you how do you uh, explain like uh, like uh, what is this difference? What is specially about uh, this React when comparing, let's say about Angular, maybe, right? How can you explain it, Tisaru? Yeah. Uh, yes, Chintika. Uh, React and Angular have many similarities and many differences. And actually, I can say they are both similar in component based architecture. Angular is a framework, a complete solution, but React is a library that only takes care of rendering the views. 
and react only focuses on rendering views and change the react uh, does that only and uh, for this reason uh, react has a small api to learn but if we develop an enterprise level application so we have to get help of other libraries in react we have to use uh, libraries for routing uh, state management http services but when we come to angular angular has out of the box many functionalities uh, in the framework itself it has libraries for routing uh, form validation dependency injection uh, unit testing so you can see there are so many libraries integrated to angular so when we use angular actually we don't need to consider about other libraries like we can just start coding but the drawback is uh, angular is less flexible because uh, uh, we have to use what angular has provided to us and uh, angular framework itself is also a huge library there are so many unique syntax in angular there are so many concepts to learn in angular so there is a big learning curve in angular but when we come to react uh, react is easy to learn if you are a decent javascript developer it will not take much time to learn react and uh, react has given us the freedom to select whatever library we want but the, but there is a drawback uh, here also because if you are not experienced enough sometimes it is little bit difficult to select a library because uh, there are so many libraries out there and when we develop an application we have to use many libraries so we have to select uh, what is the perfect library and when we select a library we have to think about documentation we have to think about future improvements we have to think about uh, how many open live bugs are there so so there are so many things to consider and another thing is uh, when we create a project using react uh, sometimes it is little bit difficult to maintain the code base because there is no predefined there is no structured way in react to uh, create a code base but when we come to angular there is a structured way there is a predefined way but chintaka if you are a good developer if you are a decent developer i don't think managing the code base uh, will not be a big yes, problem exactly. right exactly because uh, there are pitfalls but i think this uh, uh, much of their uh, the pros i mean the positive side is way bigger when comparatively uh, thinking about the uh, what uh, the frameworks like angular is providing i think that they have a simple way of approaching a component right uh, anyway it's also typescript based and uh, i know that you can if you know how to uh, code out a function in javascript or typescript i think you are almost done and learning react i think right what do you think uh, yes, Chintaka, when we come to Angular, normally Angular supports TypeScript. So if you don't know TypeScript, some, like if you are a JavaScript developer, it will not take much time to learn TypeScript, but uh, there is some mindset there, right? Because you have to learn new things, so there is a yeah. mind, mind game there. So it will also affect when we start Angular, but when we use in React, if you know JavaScript some extent level, I think you have a clear mindset because you know yes, exactly. what you step in. And also adding on top of that, I think as Isru mentioned, they have a huge community documentation. I think they have a very descriptive and a very uh, full-fledged uh, documentation set. Like it's all uh, documented well, even their internals, like how the, the uh, things are working, how the, the interpolations, all the things like how it works, how 
they are picking it what is the meaning of this so all the integrity are document well uh, documented so it's quite easy to understand that as well as to adapt that i think it's always good to uh i think this our listeners also that you go through uh, react basic uh, documentations they have a good documentation so you can go there and see their latest updates and uh, read through yeah i think uh, we are summing up the time as well like um, so yeah so it was a good discussion i think like we started as an uh, introduction to react so um, guys i think uh, next step would be that uh, you better go through react documentation and do some reading actually to get uh, step into this and uh, while we will be back soon uh, with the next session next uh, podcast series like talking about bit of uh, best practices and the different approaches that have been taken over the time for this react development uh, when you are starting a new project and also maybe uh, best practices practices also um, what are the classifications different there are different approaches like i think you should touch the bit about these hooks and the things introducing hooks came into picture and it was a bit of a hype and it made a, the uh, a bit of a paradigm shift as well so that you can uh, learn those things so we will come back to that in session two so this is uh, the end of the uh, today's talk so uh, thank you very much isuru for your time and um, giving the uh, um, the comments and discussing and educating these guys yeah I would like to thank uh, TN Tech Initiative in 99X uh, for organizing this kind of uh, podcast session. Uh, I think uh, this will be very helpful for the community and to yes. our listeners yes. also. And I think, yeah, thank you also uh, for 99X for giving us the opportunity for this, for uh, organizing this podcast. So this is uh, some of an internal initiatives that we have in 99X because we have a lot of things like uh, TN Tech. So so you can actually uh, listen to these things while you are uh, having a cup of tea and yeah so um, i think uh, we'll wrap up and uh, we'll be back soon with our second talk uh, about these practices and the things how you step yeah thank you guys and have a good day